you know, they graduate on three different days. And then on top of it, they just announced that there will be a prom this year. So that's another date. And it's like, they all happen to be in the same week. Right. From prom down to each graduation. Oh, my God. And when I said something to my husband, I'm like, you're filming that week. Like, how are you supposed to do this? And that's the sacrifices that people that are watching the show don't realize that Mm -hmm. my kids and I do. Hey everybody, welcome back to What's Up Cause. I am your co-host Erica Spera. And I'm Lisa Velastro. And we've got another great episode for you guys this week. Thank you so much for emailing in. If you want to send us an email, it's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. That's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. So first, I usually ask Lisa what's up, (laughs) but I have an update. So let me ask you, so what's up cuz? Yeah. (laughs) So, okay, we mentioned on the show that Buddy was making pizzas now Mm -hmm. and he made gluten-free ones and you were like, you cannot tell the difference. So, of course, when I left here, you gave me two gluten-free pizzas, one pepperoni, one regular, and then two of just the regular pizzas. And it was right before I moved, actually, so I had all my roommates. Uh Uh-huh. And I had them in the freezer, so I was like, well, I got to make these before we move, okay? Okay. I made the gluten-free one, Mm -hmm. and I just, I had a slice, and I put it out, but I had the slice, and I was like, genuinely cannot tell that it's gluten-free. I'm telling you. It's pretty mind-blowing. For me to tell you that I would eat that no problem... It, I'm telling you, you cannot tell the difference. Mm-mm. You cannot at all tell the difference. You can't. And then, like, just a few days later, I made the re- quote, you know, regular one. Uh huh. And it's it's exactly the same. Exactly. It's very impressive. I know, isn't and, it? And I didn't so- tell my roommates. Oh. And they like were having it, and I was like, "Is it good?" I was like, "My cousin just started making uh-huh. pizza," and they're like, "They're like, yeah." They're like, "This is really good," and I was like, "It's gluten free," and they were like, "No, it's not." I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah. They were like, no way. I'm like, uh huh. I'm like, yeah, it's a new line. So, Can but you even imagine? all of them, they couldn't believe it because there's a Sicilian. I that know. That was crazy. You know, I come to find out during this whole pizza extravaganza <laughs> that um, there is this special flour that's imported from Italy and uh, it's gluten free. They take the gluten out of it when they grow it. That's just wild. Isn't it crazy? Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's better for us. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, "What is there any other gluten-free experiments happening at the bakery, or what's going on over there?" No, I think right now, I mean, we just left it off for pizzas um, because uh, Buddy actually just recently started filming the next season of Buddy versus Duff. The only thing I could tell you, as far as my husband's work schedule, it is insane. Mm. I mean, I literally, I feel so bad for him. Because he comes home at night like a zombie. Like the bottoms of his feet are killing him oh, yeah. because he's on his feet for all those hours. He, he lives in the morning. And just you could tell he's mentally exhausted, physically exhausted. He literally plops himself in bed. And it's like I feel bad because I'm also physically and mentally exhausted <laughs> because, you know, when he works at the bakery, like regular schedule, at least I know he comes home at a decent time. He'll help me with the driving, with the sports, you know, this is sports are back on right now, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I have my kids in, in lacrosse and it's hard when they're not playing in your, in the town where you live because it's further to drive. And how are you going to get this one from point A or whose game are you going to today? Because 
my husband's working and it's just his work schedule right now filming the show is so insanely crazy that I feel really bad oh yeah and it's it's just interesting that you know how long is the show if even if it is an hour it's if, like it's at least 12 hours of filming it's for three one days. hour it's three, three days, days per film, episode yeah, three days per episode wow that's cra- i mean it's just crazy because we're in the like binging age and mm-hmm. it's like usually like the whole season comes out and it's like you finish it in like yep. two three days and then you're like oh we want more episodes and i it's know like, it took six months to film you know that's what people don't realize is behind the scenes and again no no fault to anyone because unless you're in it you don't yeah. know before we got into tv you know the tv stuff i would have never never thought and dreamed of how things are are done and how long it takes to do things and lighting and 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 just there's so much that goes into it that people don't realize Mm -hmm. and um you know the sacrifices too you know they're this show is being filmed and it's gonna be filmed for a couple months and it happens to be graduation season for my kids i have three kids graduating this year i have my daughter graduating high school I have my one son graduating middle school, going into the high school, and I have my little one graduating elementary, going into middle. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. All three of them. And, you know, they graduate on three different days. And then on top of it, they just announced that there will be a prom this year. So that's another date. And it's like they all happen to be in the same week. Right. From prom down to each graduation. Oh my God. And, (coughs) excuse me. When I said something to my husband, I'm like, you're filming that week. Like, how are you supposed to do this? And that's the sacrifices that people that are watching the show don't realize that Mm -hmm. my kids and I do. Because dad wants to be there. And of course, he's going to do everything in his power to try and be there. But there's times that he can't. Yeah. And there's no, no choice, you know. And... That's where our sacrifice comes in so everyone at home could enjoy, you know, the beautiful masterpieces that my husband makes. Yeah, now I'm like in my head being like, I'm not going to be surprised if he's at the graduation ceremony building something in the back <laughs> while he's like watching. He's like, just bring the truck here. You know we'll what? Thank God for thank God for FaceTimes. Yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, there's been times that my husband was filming, you know, overseas or whatever and he had to miss a birthday. But we understand it, you know. Mm. He's a hard worker, and 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 these are the sacrifices we make so our kids could have the life that they have. Right. I mean, everybody feels that way, like on TV or not, you know. Like I had a, you know, I just remember growing up, and it was like I felt very lucky that my parents could just like come to all my sports games. Yeah. And I had many other friends, that, you know, that they were like, yeah, my mom works till this time, so like she rarely could make it or get out early like just to come to like one let alone like so many you know exactly but you know you make do people understand but listen you make do and thank god i have to say i have my daughter that helps me with a lot of the driving and uh you know as far as my boys they're both in lacrosse and they both play at completely different fields that are you know 20 to 30 minutes away and i try to go to one and then the next time go to the other Mm -hmm. but you want to be at, at both because God forbid someone gets hurt, you know, but there's only so much you could do in one day. Yeah. And I remember there was a few times my mom was stuck in that where she'd be like, you have this thing and, you know, Carla or Marcus have this thing. And a lot of times I'd be like, yeah, it's okay. Like, <laughs> you can miss one. It's not, it's all right. 
But actually, the one time, one of the only games my parents ever missed when I played in college, um, I actually chipped my front tooth. Oh, God. See what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it was one of those things I was like, man, they always come the one time they don't come. (laughs) And I remember like calling my dad and he's a dentist and I'm like, uh, my tooth is chipped. I'm like, I have the other half. I don't know if you could do anything. (laughs) And he's like, starts asking me these questions and I don't know the answer. Yeah. Like, I don't know, dad. I'm like, I have a lisp. It's my very front tooth. And then I just start crying on the phone and Mm -hmm. I just remember him being like, okay. I'm going to come. He's like, I'll come get you. And, you know, thank God it was only like two hours away or something. But I just was sitting there like the one time. Yep. They're not just here to just take me, you know, back home from this game. But I was like, oh, boy. But, but I I know I, I know where they're coming from because mm-hmm. when I can't be at a game, that's my fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mine was just a tooth. <laughs> not the worst thing in the world. You have to see the bruises that by my poor child comes home in with playing lacrosse. That I sometimes say to myself, there's parents out there that don't want their kids to play football. And I understand. Yeah. You know? But then I'm watching this lacrosse game. And my son, when I tell you, is getting the crap beat out of him. <laughs> that I'm like, I'd rather my son be playing football oh right my now. God. Really? What, what position is he on lacrosse? He's center where they run the whole field. Oh, so yeah, like a midfielder kind of Yeah. Thing. And yeah, and you get checked in lacrosse for men. Checked? My poor child was <laughs> limping. Really? He's got a lump on his knee. And then I'm like, I'm taking you to the doctor. He goes, oh, no, you're not. Yeah. Because then they're not going to make me play. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, it's nuts. I was a goalie in lacrosse for a couple of oh, years. Oh, God help you. And you got balls chucked at you all day. Well, you know what's crazy is you don't wear pads on your knees or your legs. So when you get hit with the butt, like, that thing stings so bad. I know. My, my older son came home today from his lacrosse game, and he's like, look, Ma, look. He showed me his leg, and he's got blood running down it. I'm like, what did you do? He yeah. goes, I'm tough. I'm tough. I'm like, tough? Yeah, <laughs> I, it's brutal. They're pretty bad pelts. I, I can't. I have no words. Mm-mm. And then they have like three games a week, so they're not even getting like downtime to recover yeah. from the bumps and bruises. <laughs> I know. I live that sports life. It's wild. It's uh, hard because you just you just love it. I can't explain it. I'm like, I get it. I love watching it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to tell you that I don't enjoy watching my my children play because they're they're pretty good, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I see somebody hit my kid with a stick, <laughs> I can't control my mouth. Oh, yeah. I can't. No. It's hard. It's hard not to. You know, it, it's funny. This brings me to a really quick story. Okay. So this past weekend, my son had a game, like, almost an hour away from where we live. And, um, you know, the, I have to be honest, our team, they're great, but they're they're taught to play with respect, I guess you could say. Right. Well, like good sportsmanship, yeah. Yeah, and good sportsmanship. Yeah, not play dirty. That's mm-hmm. the word I was looking for. Well, I'm not going to mention names, but this team we played this weekend was pretty rough. Mm. And uh, my son got hit. The kid hit my son right in the neck. And mm. um, my son started going after him. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so I yelled down the field. I was like, Stop it. Be the bigger person. Yeah. You know, I was kind of, I felt like I was reprimanding my, even though my son was the one that got hit. Yeah. I was telling him to cut the crap, be the bigger person. Yeah. Because the kid did get a penalty. Do you want to know what the kid's mother yelled out at me? Oh, what? She told me to shut up. (laughs) I was so confused for a second. 
because here I am basically reprimanding my son. Yeah. You're like, I wasn't talking to your son. Yeah. I was talking to my son. Yeah. And she's telling me to shut up. Mm. Me and the other parents on, on our team were so confused with that scenario that I just turned away and I didn't say one more word because I had to like take in what I just heard. I'm like, did she just tell me to shut up for yelling yeah. at my child? Right. Like, like, I was telling her did, to leave your son alone. Yeah, did, like, did I just absorb that right? Like, mm, I had to think twice. Oh, yeah, this is... <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be the bigger person. And I just turned away, and that was the end of it. That would drive me nuts. I don't know what I would have done. You know, but I, I was annoyed at my son because... I get it. He got hit, and... and Listen, it was a it was a nasty hit, and yeah. he should have never gotten hit the way he did. I mean, you have to see the welt he had in his neck. He had the ball, though, by the way, right? right? Well, the ball was getting passed from one to another. Because I thought, maybe that's only women. Well, women's you can't really check. I no. played women's cross. But yeah. in boy, uh, men's, I was like, I thought you, you're you not allowed to, like, I mean, especially, like, you with your stick, hit anybody unless they have, like, the possession. Yeah, well, to make a long story short, because my son went after him, he got the penalty, too. Ah, well, that so, is how it happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's always interesting male sports because like in female sports the minute like basketball is my main one but the minute it was like someone gets a little shovey and like shoved back it would drive me crazy that most refs would not like reprimand the person starting it yeah and they but because we were women they would be like mm -hmm. ladies oh let's God. play like you know yeah. let's have some class and be ladies i'm like it's a basketball game yeah it's not it's not the same mm -hmm. thing like i was mm -hmm. like oh you just told us to be nice to each other i'm like we're trying we're both trying to win yeah like, everybody's exactly. trying to win this is not this is not the time for ladylike speeches you know exactly but it's just uh you know always happens i mean i've seen uh i've seen many parents get thrown out of games and it's it's always interesting i'm not saying you were gonna get thrown out for saying no that, but... I ha i've never i've never gone to that point i have to say this was probably in all these years of sports the first time that i had to yell across the field and I was doing it because I didn't want my son to basically beat the crap out of somebody. Yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> you or... know, my son's strong, you know. And I was reprimanding him to be the bigger person, even though the other kid went after him. Mm -hmm. And I'm the one that got reprimanded <laughs> by a parent. <laughs> and I don't even know. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the nice part about lacrosse is it's it's typically a sport people don't know the rules to. Yeah. Like same with like field hockey where like usually chirping from the parents is very minimal mm -hmm. but towards the refs. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, if it's gonna get rough, people are gonna get involved. Right. The funny part is I had I had one of the dads come back down from down on the other field, like uh one of our our our, our team's dads, and they're like, What are you yelling at your son for defending himself? I'm yeah. like, you know what? You're right. I should have <laughs> never yelled at him. <laughs> You're just like, I don't know, I'm just worried. Yeah, I just don't want anyone to get hurt. Like it's a it's a game. Yeah, it's it's tough, but I mean it is fun. You'll miss it. You'll miss it one day. Yeah, I know. I will definitely miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you sit somewhere where they can't really see you in the crowd? No, I'm front and center. Are you? Okay. <laughs> I always felt like my mom would kind of hide, or she does that at comedy shows because I she looks very nervous for uh -huh. me, and I'm always like just just be where I can't see you, like. So I could pretend you're not here. Yeah, no, I'm front and center, especially with my one son, because he wants to know I'm there. Mm. Like, he wants to see me. Oh, so I make sure. Though. All right. Well, we have some emails for today. So thank you guys so much for emailing in. If you want to email the pod, it's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. That's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. Send us your questions. So here's one. Bachelorette RSVP. What's up, cuz? I have a question for you. My brother is getting married in the winter. We are very close, and I also have a good relationship with his fiance. Now, everyone in my family knows I've been very intense about trying to avoid COVID. 
My brother's fiance, fiance invited me to her bachelorette party in Palm Springs late July. I was first informed of the plans mid-February, and the deadline to RSVP was early March. I live on the East Coast, and at that time, I did not think that I would be vaccinated by July, maybe one dose if I was lucky. So I RSVP'd no, citing COVID concerns, mostly the flight and not being vaccinated. The vaccine rollout moved a lot quicker than I thought, and I will be fully vaccinated by the end of May. This is creating somewhat of a moral dilemma for me now because I was invited to some weddings this summer that I was fully planning on skipping due to COVID, but now feel like I could go to. One in particular is my good friend's wedding in Atlanta in June, and I have a small part in the ceremony. I want to RSVP, yes, but I'm worried that if my future sister-in-law finds out, she'll be upset that I'm skipping her event a full month after that wedding, when using COVID as an excuse doesn't exactly hold up. Should I try to go to my sister-in-law's bachelorette party since I'm going to my friend's wedding? P.S. I would rather not go, but I don't want her to feel bad. (laughs) Well, it's a tough position to be in. Um, I could understand why she responded no in the beginning. Yeah, definitely. You know, I kind of have the same situation going on right now. You know, I want to throw my daughter a graduation party outdoors, obviously. Mm. And I can't get offended if people respond no like no everyone has to feel comfortable where they come yeah and so i could understand her point but what i i'm just confused on if she is fully vaccinated why can't she now tell her future sister-in-law listen i didn't think i was going to be able to get fully vaccinated i know the rsvp was you know when was it in february like early March? march yeah but is there any way that i still could come and then if for some reason she says that she can or it's too late and things are booked, then at least she tried. Mm-hmm. So her future sister-in-law can't get upset if she goes to the weddings. Yeah, it's a... Well, there's like a couple things of this, right? So even if you really wanted to go and then you asked to go, there's like throwing a wrench in the plans of whoever is planning the thing. Because it's like, I asked for RSPPs, I booked whatever the house or the hotel rooms, blah, blah, this many people. So, like, there's partly that, even if you really wanted to go, where you're like, oh, am I going to be, like, the one making it a hassle now? Like, Mm -hmm. we have to change all these plans or reservations or blah, blah, blah. But the main thing with feelings, I'm like, I feel like I would just call the sister-in-law and say, like, Yeah, have a sit down with her. I ended up getting, like, my vaccine. But I, and I would just take the angle of like, I don't want to throw a wrench in the plans of like whoever's planning yeah. it because I said no. And I would just offer to like do something with the sister-in-law separately would be my move. Or Actually, like, that's a great idea. Or I would like find out who's planning the bachelorette. Someone always plans and like buy a round of drinks or something. Yeah. You be know. like, can I Venmo something? And, you know, or the sh- T-shirts maybe I'll buy, like whatever they're doing just to be like, hey, I'm sorry I couldn't go. But I would I would address it because it's like, you know, with social media, it's like she's going to see you at another thing. Exactly. Listen, I think honesty is always the best policy. Mm-hmm. And the way she asked us this question, I think she should sit down with her future sister-in-law and basically explain to her the situation because it's yeah. the truth. And if her sister-in-law is understanding, you know, then she should be understanding and and say, not a problem. Like, we'll do something just me and you together. We'll have a day at the spa or... Yeah, I don't think I don't think it'll be a big thing. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I think that she should sit down and talk to her about it because if it's done sneakily, sneaky. Yeah, you know, sneaky. it's always it's always when people are sneaky about stuff that you're like, you don't need to be sneaky about this. Exactly. That that's what like you know is like the red flag in your brain. Yeah. You're like, Why? I think if you're upfront and you're honest from the beginning, then it really shouldn't be an issue. No, 
I mean, the other thing too, like a lot of people have a hard time being honest about or don't know what to say is like, you know, a lot of bachelorette parties, like especially if there's like a flight involved, there's a lot of people that are like, look, I can't afford to spend all this money mm-hmm. for this weekend situation. Yeah. And especially with COVID, it's like, you know, destination or driving or where you're going. Like I'm going to a bachelorette in the Hamptons and I've never really done Hamptons weekends and it's really expensive, even though we're like, we're all driving. Yeah. You know what? It's not far. Let me tell you something. These bachelor and bachelorette <laughs> parties are getting a little out of hand through these it's years. Crazy. I mean, 20 years ago when my husband got married and I, my husband and I got married, he spent the night in AC with his friends and me and my girls went out to a nice dinner. We went dancing, and we came back home. <laughs> like, just went out in Hoboken. Actually, I lied. My husband did not spend the night in AC. He went out with his guy friends for a nice dinner, and who knows what else they did. Yeah, just out. And we were both home because we all we both yeah we were both home by like in the middle of that night mm-hmm. at some point. Now it's like you got to book flights, you got to have an itinerary, you have matching outfits, you oh, got to yeah. have. I'm like, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. whoa. This is too much to think about. This is work. It's a lot. I don't, uh, I'm like, I'm already stressed about that stuff. I'm nowhere even near all of it. <laughs> I'm like, what about this is something else that I heard recently. Something new is this whole um, proposal thing has to be a whole extravaganza. I mean, well, proposals are regular proposals regular like propo- well both I, but, that's another thing yeah but regular proposals i'm like whatever happened to an intimate dinner with you and your future wife and proposing like why does it have to be a freaking production i don't know it depends it depends what the person wants I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Sorry, guys. Maybe it's the old forty-year-old coming out. <laughs> no, I mean I had a cute like promposal, but it wasn't. A, it wasn't in front of people, which is what I liked. Uh-huh. But it's just, I think it's a personality thing. Yeah, I, I think guess you're right. people are either like, please don't make a scene yeah. and have everyone looking. Uh-huh. Um, actually, a good family friend. There's like this nice uh, museum in uh, the town that they lived in, and they both are very like, don't make a scene and like draw attention. And so they were just walking through. It was like some Christmas exhibit. It was like very beautiful, blah, blah. They're walking around and then he found the moment that he like got on one knee and proposed and she said yes. And then immediately she was like, okay, quick, get up. People are like, get, like before anyone sees and like makes a scene out of it. And it was just the most like we, everyone heard the story and was like, that's very both of you. That's of so just funny. like, yes. Okay. All right. Are we done? No one's looking. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, we don't want people being like, whoa, what did you just do? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. You know? Or even just like kissing in public. Some people, I have friends being like, I'm already nervous about like the wedding day of like. Oh, that was me. The big kiss on the altar. Or, like you're sitting me. there and clinks the glasses and you're like, oh uh-huh. my God, do I really have to kiss in front of all my family? That was me. But you know what? <laughs> you know why it was so nerve wracking for me is because, you know, I'm the oldest child yeah. and my parents are off the boat. And you don't show affection like that in front of your parents. <laughs> so I was like really nervous about that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's 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 nerve wracking because you're like everyone is looking at you uh-huh. for most of the day. Exactly. And you're like, and, and if you look uncomfortable, then it's just more uncomfortable. Uh-huh. So you have to like self-talk yourself. I like, know. We're smiling. We're having a great time. <laughs> Please. I, I like, I sometimes walk into, you know, rooms or whatever and I see like, you know, the kids laying on the couches together or whatever. And I'm like, if I ever did that <laughs> in front of my parents, I don't know what would happen. I actually would, it would never happen because I would be afraid to know what would happen. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, 
that would always bother me if I'd be in those kid groups growing up and I'd be like, you guys didn't even like flinch to like, yeah, not be as close like an adult just walked in the room, you know, yeah. even though it's like nothing bad is happening. Just like uh, uh, people are here. Yeah, it's it's crazy how times have changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I tell I don't I don't think I ever told this on this podcast of I had a New Year's Eve party. I was like a junior in high school and I no sophomore in high school. So I had it was like my first boyfriend. And he was in my friend group, so I had a couple of my friends, but everyone's there. Just in her basement. Yeah. Literally, no drinking was happening. Just, uh-huh. we needed somewhere to hang out, have fun, blah, blah, blah. And so my parents were upstairs and invited just, like, two of the parents of the kids that were there. And uh-huh. They, like, played games, whatever. So then it's approaching midnight, right? And this is the first time I have a boyfriend on New Year's Eve, Oh, right? boy. So I'm already a little, like, I'm that kind of shy person where I'm like, I don't even really want my friends to see yeah. anything. Yeah. So my parents come downstairs oh, for the boy. ball drop. And I just remember like seeing them and being like, oh, God. Oh, no. And my mom was just like, happy night. You know, like right uh-huh. before it. And it was actually, it was his parents, too, came over. So it's like his <laughs> parents and my parents. And I remember like, the ball drops and he comes over. He's like, happy new year. I was like, don't. Don't. Nothing. <laughs> like, he was like, what? I was like, my parents are here and your parents don't. Like, I just gave him a hug. I was like, yeah. uh-uh. I was like, no. But then I was mad. Like, later, my mom, my mom's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't think that make you feel weird. I was like, I've never kissed him in front of you. What yeah. made you think I was going to do it Exactly. Then? Like, I was like, no. that's You could have came, like, 15 minutes later, you yeah. know? Or, like, five <laughs> minutes later. But I was like, I was like, I had my chance. I had my New Year's Eve thing. Oh, man. But whatever. But I was like, learned my lesson. I was like, all right, well, not going to plan a party at the house. Exactly. <laughs> if I was trying to do that. But, oh, well. But um, all right, we have time for one quick one. Um, what five words would you use to describe your twenties, and what five words would you use to describe your thirties? Five words to describe my twenties. Well, I was a mom already of yeah. three in my twenties. Oh that three God. kids in my twenties. Um, so I would say that I was very mature. I was very organized. Um, I was very naive. I think everyone could say that one. Yeah. Um, I was very happy though. I have to say I was a happy go lucky person. Not that I'm not now, but I just remember being young and happy and I was a baby having babies basically. Yeah, you had baby fever. Yeah. And, um, I want to say I was, uh, I think I was very loving too, you know? So, okay, so those are five words to describe my 20s. Five words to describe my 30s. I was definitely, I don't know if I have a word. Like, to, what's, a, what's a word to be, like, in the best shape of your life? Um, peak. I was at my peak <laughs> fitness. Peak, peak, I don't know. Um, I was definitely smarter. <laughs> um, more organized. Still fun. I have to say, I was still fun. I still consider myself fun. fun. So happy. Yeah. Yeah. And what's a word to describe things that, um, when you don't take things to heart as you used to? Oh, uh, like kind of like easygoing or like easygoing. That you like let stuff roll. That's exactly. I became very easygoing in my late 30s. Yeah. Or like free spirit. Like, yeah. Like I didn't let a lot of things bother me like I did in my 20s. Yeah. But I'm- I think that comes with maturity too. Yeah, I think it's just we all go through enough that you go through scenarios before that then you later are like, is this worth saying anything about? And you're like, I'll just let it slide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say 20s. I was like, one word I would say would be like uncertain. But I think that's how a lot of people feel of like, you think you have a direction, but a lot of times it pivots yeah. a few times. Yeah, a lot of learning. Any, any words have to do with learning and being uncertain and also curious and like 
trying new things I yeah think I, I feel like 20s. a lot of that happens in your 20s going into your 30s mm-hmm. definitely yeah or that's also the time that it's like everyone's like this is the time this yeah. is the time to you know you don't have like a mortgage or you don't have like a serious relationship or you don't have all these things where they're like it's easy to pivot yeah that's what i would say mostly uncertainty i think is what i would say uncertainty but fun and a faster metabolism that was nice oh yeah i forgot that was an important one i missed that that's an important one yeah but that i have to say happened to, like was me like in my really early 20s because then the more kids i had the slower oh, yeah. the metabolism got yeah, that's always what happens i'm like i haven't had kids and it's slowed for me i'm like oh god all right well thank you all so much for emailing in uh if you guys want to email us a question it's what's up cuz pod at gmail.com that's what's up cuz pod at gmail.com and uh, if you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, it really helps us grow. So thank you so much for listening and we will see you all next week. Till next time, guys. Bye. Bye.